podcast. We're back from quarantine, not exactly wandering the streets yet, but wandering the podcast airwaves, I guess I can say that, even though it's not really airwaves. I'm Oz Davis, and joining me once again, because it is June, is my co-host, Joe Pritchard. Joe, how's it going? How are you holding up? Oh, I had to dust off the microphone here. It got <laughs> right off a few cobwebs. It's almost like we forgot this was happening with all the world events, but uh, we're back. Joe, as you well know, I forgot it was Thursday, so <laughs> um, that's how bad it is. Every day feels like a Friday these days. In any case, um, all right. Well, Joe, here we go. It's June, and uh, we're back to doing the Rouge, White, and Blue, at least this week. And we could talk about the 2020 CFL season in conditional verb phrases, such as, you know, if this were a normal year, we'd be making predictions about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers repeating. Or we could talk about the imminent demise of the CFL, or we could talk about the imminent demise of the U.S. civilization. Um, What do you got for me, Joe? You got anything good? Well, the CFL's been dying for, what, 40, 50 years now? So <laughs> it'll take its sweet time to do that. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to lose my mind over it until it actually happens. Because, so, uh, so it's no XFL is what you're saying? No, the XFL found a way to die, to die twice and play one and a half seasons in, in the span of about 20 years, which is pretty uh, remarkable when you think of it that way. But uh, I've been spending my time, instead of dreading the imminent demise, as you like to say, of the CFL, uh, of trying to find a way to get some more CFL in my life, And it was, I want to say, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more now, that uh, our guest this week, uh, Greg Greg from Chicago, came up with the idea of playing a Sim League. Uh, Let's introduce Greg here. And Greg, what gave you the idea to do this in the first place? Well, of all things, a short story by by, um, George R.R. Martin. Get out! It's a fascinating story. It's called The Last Super Bowl by George R.R. R. Martin. And this Cold Snap Dream League is based on that story. Yeah. The idea for this league came from that story. But there's no Hoboken Giants in this league. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the first round of American expansion, probably. Nice. Who is in this league? All right. So we've got uh, the two, 2019 Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which Joe... Uh, is the owner of. We've got the 1991 Edmonton Eskimos, which... Uh, uh, 81. 81. 81. Yep. Um, which um, 56 Parkies is the owner of. Um, <clears throat> 2003 Edmonton Eskimos, which... Um, um, help me out, Joe. I'm having, it's, it's been a long day here for me, so... Yep. That's Andrew, uh, and both and both Andrew and Mike, 56 Parkies, uh, are part of the Eskimo Empire podcast, so we already have some uh, CFL, uh, Canadian Football Podcast Network ties in this. And we have, also we've got uh, the 91 Argonauts, owned by uh, Doug, um, what is, it's, it's Doug uh, B519, yep. uh, yep. with the Argos Fancast. And then we've got the 94 Sacramento Gold Miners, which is with Rod at the Wood Cookie Saw Cast. Which is by far the most scintillating choice of the whole league. <laughs> <laughs> it really, why that? Why them? And? 
and your own team. And my own team. I, I picked the uh, the Baltimore, I'll call them the Colt Stallions. Ooh, very controversial. Okay, great. I'm, I'm glad that we have you on the show because I got a bone to pick with you and your Baltimore Stallions. I picked you guys to win this thing, at least to win the standings, and you've already started out 0-2. Well, I kind of blame the owner on that one. <laughs> Not the league commissioner? No, 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 no. The roll of the dice. With with a, I was going to say a paucity, but with a complete lack of computer sims based in the CFL to any realistic degree, you guys are playing a tabletop game. Yeah. Now, is this the first experience you've had with tabletop gaming? Because I know Joe and I are... Well, Joe is a massive fan. I'm a pretty big fan. Is this the first time you've played? Yeah, it's the first time I've played. All right. Well, how are you liking the experience? Other than going 0-2. Now, you know, the best part about it is, is A, there aren't any computers involved. Mm-hmm. All pen and paper. Mm-hmm. It's very old school. And there's something there's something nice about that. It's 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 nice to actually talk to people and have a conversation. And it, it, it's, um, you know, the fact that we've got... Uh, our faces and computer screens all the time. It's it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, t- t- tabletop gaming is a lot of fun. There, there's something about the tactile element that really adds. Yeah. Uh, and plus, there's a lot more imagination involved. I mean, even if you yeah. even if you're playing a sim with player pictures and and a little diamond graphic, that's still more than you have to do if you're playing uh, the board games. Okay. So meanwhile, Joe Pritchard, the commissioner of the time travel. Goat CFL Football League is two and zero, and you've actually played your Week Three game. Yes, in the Cold Snap Dream League, Joe. Give us the not exactly the play by play, but the blow by blow. How did, did you? Oh. Are you three and zero? Yeah, I am three and zero. So I started off the first week uh, down ten to Sacramento in the fourth quarter. Came back and tied it. Went to overtime. We traded field goals. And then I popped a touchdown in and was able to keep Rod out of the end zone. So got away with one. Uh, Then it was Greg and I, and I almost blew a big lead. (laughs) It felt very, very true to life on how the 2019 Winnipeg Blue Bombers did things. (laughs) Big lead at halftime. Third quarter, starting to slowly chip away at starting to have things slowly chip away. And then the fourth quarter is hang on to your hats. <laughs> and it really, it literally went down to the last play. Literally went down to the last play because this game, the creator has, is very creative. We've had him on, we've had Keith on yes. the show a few times. So if people want to go back in the archives, look for Keith at play. He just, he does talk about the gaming, the industry and what makes him tick on that. But he actually created a chart for last for last gas plays. Uh, so Greg was in his own territory deep, and they ended up doing the uh, old Stanford band play where they started tossing the ball, lateraling the ball back and forth. Right. Uh, right. They gained probably about fifty plus yards, and uh, in a game that I had led by a ton. I won by 24 yards at the end. Wow! <laughs> where I was able to pull him down. Nice. Yeah. Now I haven't seen I haven't seen the stats for uh, the week three game, but is uh, Harris still whipping off eight yards a run? No, uh, Harris Har- Harris's dice luck uh, was not with him in week three, <laughs> but 
uh, my dice lock was because I got off to a 20 to nothing lead uh, in the first quarter on a punt return for a touchdown and two interception returns for touchdowns. And then I slowly ground away the clock as Doug in the second half started to get a comeback going. And then I was able to take one lengthy drive, the one drive I had all game, put three points up and put him in a 10-point hole too late to do anything about it. Glory days. I love it. I love the replays. In the game, really, when you look at the scores, I've told a few people who have looked at the website, I go, no, no, that game was a lot less. It wasn't as close as that score would make it seem. And it's it was kind of, for me it was kind of a repeat of the first game against the '81 Eskimos where you know it's the great thing about these games is it's all about the roll of the dice. You can have a hot hand for a first half and then go completely cold the second half. What's your favorite part about the uh, board gaming experience, Greg? You know what? For me, it is it's it's actually the interaction. It's learning, especially you know playing against Joe and playing against Mike. Uh, there's so much CFL history I learned just with those two <laughs> that, uh, you know, um, yeah, cause when I, I, I'm, I'm older, so there's a whole part of that CFL, uh, U American history that I wasn't around for. I had other stuff going in my life. So, so now I get to relive, uh, you know, what it was like back in the, in the mid nineties yeah. through the game. Nice. Now, when you say you you are getting an education, does do you mean to say that you got schooled by these guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's part of it. I'm glad to hear that you're still philosophical about this. Okay, so now now you're zero and three. You've started zero and three. Zero and two. Okay. Okay. So you still haven't played that week three game yet. All righty. Okay. At zero and two with hmm, two and two thirds weeks done. Who do you like now? Are Warren Moon's Eskimos pretty much unbeatable? Uh, I'll go to Joe first. Nobody's unbeatable in this league. Uh, any team can beat any other team any given day, I believe. Uh, because even even when you take a look at the Sacramento Gold Miners, the team that Rod has, they actually, it, it, the way the ratings are based, and I actually had to create this team by hand myself uh, based off of the how-to guide. They were about third best in the league when it came to yardage versus the average. So they were actually a pretty decent team. There's a few, and, and since they were about a 500 team, there's a couple things I was able to put in to make them Closer to a 500 team, there's a few things that at the end of the game, a couple players lose their star abilities. That way they have a harder chance of making comebacks and a better chance of blowing leads. But that's still a pretty decent team. If they get, if they get well enough ahead, they can still win a game. Um, I, I am, I do have to admit, I am surprised that Baltimore's 0-2. Um, actually, those two are the week, are the week three game left to play. There's going to be one team that is, that leaves this week 3-0, which is mine. And one team that leaves this, leads this week 0-3. Uh, even, but the 81, um, Eskimos, I thought we're going to, I thought the, them and the 95 Stallions were going to go, Eight and two or nine and one, and Edmonton's already taken a loss, and Baltimore's already taken two. So, this could be a pretty crazy uh, ten-game season. 
<laughs> yeah, there was actually um, actually it's an interesting setup. Couldn't uh, four teams have ended up two and one after this week? If you had oh, yeah. one, Joe, damn it, if, if there would have been a nice yeah. bottleneck there. Yes. Uh, the if Doug would have beaten me this week, there would have been three teams at uh, or four teams at two and one. Mm-hmm. Okay, who do you who do you like uh, when this thing shakes out? When it all when it's all said and done, I don't. Oh. I'm not writing Baltimore off. Uh-huh. I'm not writing Edmonton off at all. I mean, they're two and one. Both Edmonton teams are two and one, and uh, they and those two teams played each other in week three. Uh, so. Uh, and Toronto's got got its pluses for sure. The rocket is uh, definitely a weapon. <laughs> so and they and they are very good at stopping the run, as I got to experience myself. So anybody could could, could do this. If I had to pick, I'm thinking the uh, 81 Eskimos probably walk away with this thing mm-hmm, at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, which I believe was your pick at the beginning of the season as well. Um, okay, Greg. Uh, what do what do you have here? I know I know you're only supposed to take these games one week at a time, right. and you're on to Edmonton. But you know, what what do you yeah. what do you think? How do you think this shakes out at the end of the year? I'm thinking right now, in terms of just from what I've seen, just playing and just reading everything I've read, I think Joe's Bombers are are, are the team to mm. beat. Yeah, I really I really do. Um, you know the Baltimore team. You know again I say it's. You know, I blame the owner for the first two losses <laughs> with the roll of the dice. But, you know, everybody's been pretty evenly matched up. Even in those games where, uh, where you know, I've lost, there was a rally at the end. Right. So it, it goes to show that, you know, anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. Uh, but right week now, two, just maybe, Week two was the no lead is safe week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was, it was, it was interesting. Actually, the biggest blowout of the year pretty much – was that week one game between the Stallions and the Eskimos. And that still was only like, what, 12 points, I think? 12-point difference in the end? No, eight-point eight point difference in the end. Right, right, right. But for a long time, the, the Eskimos were running away with it. But, I mean, literally oh, yeah. almost every game in this league has been single digits. Yeah. So so it's a nice league in that respect. Of course, I really I think that's what a GOAT league should be doing anyway. Uh, Joe, as the, as the commissioner of the league and as the owner of the – 2019 Winnipeg Blue Bombers how much is how important is not so much home field advantage but home time period advantage I don't I don't think that's been that as big of a deal as you might think (laughs) (laughs) I will say just taking having experience with the game and experience looking at a sheet and going, this team has uh, advantages here, here, and here. I'm almost, uh, and even with Winnipeg being more of a run-focused team, uh, as opposed to a lot of their rivals in 2019, uh, I think Winnipeg has the advantage of being very good ball control, whether or not the run game is working, because they're, the completion percentage that Matt Nichols and Chris Trevler and even Zach or um, Zach Calaros put up uh, is much higher than the teams I'm facing off against. Like Warren Moon's going to have a lower completion percentage because they threw the ball down the field a little bit more. Right. So, whereas Winnipeg's throwing the ball shorter more often but completing more passes. So when you're when you throw in a percentage into a dice game, 
that's going to come out uh, to an to a younger team's advantage. Uh, Edmonton in 2003 with Ricky Ray is going to have that too. Hmm. Can you adjust? So in other words, like like let's say I, I'm Moon with the Eskimos, but uh, the game's different in 2019, and so I'm not airing it out as often. I'm uh, you know creating plays with my feet more often, and I'm throwing more short passes uh, over the middle. Is that possible? Can you adjust your style in that respect? Oh, yeah, you can absolutely okay. adjust your play calling okay. to whatever you feel is best. Uh, you're just going to be a little bit less successful on the short passing game than with an 80 with a team from 1991 mm-hmm. as you are from a team in 2019, mm-hmm. just because they complete more of those passes. Right. Right. Well, I hope this is interesting to the folks out there because <laughs> I <laughs> I love this stuff, being a table game guy. Um, okay, Greg, I could ask you, what – okay, do you find yourself making the adjustments? Do you find yourself adjusting at half? Do you, do you, do you game plan for the opposition? Uh, you know what? I haven't for the first two games. Okay. So going into the, into the, into the, the Gold Miners game, I'll do as, as much as I can, <laughs> but with that said, even even with game planning, especially coming you know new into this, mm-hmm. um, for me it's still a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of consider myself literally an expansion team in that sense. Huh. Still learning, get, getting a feel of the game as as it goes along. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So you're still finding the learning curve pretty steep on the actual mechanics of the game, then. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. How do you think uh, the other guys are picking it up, Joe? Uh, I am blown away. I'll be honest. I am absolutely <laughs> blown away at how quickly everybody has picked up on how to play the game, uh, because it's it, it, it. There is a learning curve. There is absolutely a learning curve. First of all, learning how to execute the plays. Just simply going to the page of going to find the page you need in this big, you know, 70, 80 page book to find the, the set of plays that you're going to use. Uh, there's six offensive calls you can make and there's four defensive calls. So all of those have a two page opening to see you roll the dice against it, just depending on whether you call a run play against a deep defense or you call a pass play against a safe defense. They all have their own pages to find, and then it calls for a certain position, either on offense or defense. Finding that, knowing what the stats mean, all that, everybody's picked up on that so quickly. Uh, it, It says something about the design of the game that you could take all this information, cram it into this book, and have people be able to pick it up the first time they play it and not start to understand it. Yeah. I mean, when I first when I played the first game against Mike, um, that first half, I mean, I was I really didn't know what I was doing. So <laughs> when we got to the second half, that's when things started. To, that's my, okay, I got it. I got it. Um, kind of the same thing, too. I, you know, I, I, you know, when Joe and I had that first half, and I, you know, he was just, cleaning my clock <laughs> he was literally shoving the ball up and down the field but when we got to the second half it's like okay you know i started finding my rhythm of course you know i didn't find the rhythm until you know um i ran out of time basically right at the end right but yeah no it's uh and also too for me i'm in comparative in comparison to everybody else in the league 
I'm just a little bit older. So I think for me, it's, you know, uh, as, as I think I've, I think I said to Mike one night, I go, you know what, you have to understand, I was born when there were 14 NFL teams and Lombardi coached the Packers. So it's it's a little, you know. Okay, you were, you were born then. You were born then. But seriously, when did you become aware of football? Like, like what's your first, like, watching football memory? Oh. That would have been what 1977 Cardinals Dolphins Thanksgiving game. Okay, okay, yeah, I still remember Super Bowl eleven. So that's how yeah, far back I, I do too. I, I have flashes of Raiders Vikings. I remember that a little bit. Yeah, um, I remember. I remember the game, but in terms of the first game I really watched, would have been that 77 uh, Thanksgiving game. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah, I remember the I remember the Patriots Raiders game too because I was in New England and my whole family, three generations of Patriots fans, and then they got knocked out by a, a bad roughing the passer call in the fourth quarter. Typical Patriots stuff before Brady. In any case, all right. Well, let's get out of here on this topic. I do have a couple more questions for you guys on other topics, but um, Joe, tell us please. What is the website? What is the URL for the league's official website? And how can folks get their hands on this game and the other games in the Cold Snap line? Okay. So the website to go to to see what the heck we're talking about <laughs> when, we're, when we've got these six teams running around on Twitter that we're talking about, too. It's Cold Snap, all one word, dot CFL hyphen network. So that is where you go to the website to see game write-ups, stats, uh, the ridiculously detailed box scores I put together with a software program that's probably very vastly overpowered for what we're doing. But <laughs> wow, it spits out awesome results, let me tell you, man. Those things are slick. I think it looks uh, nice. I, I think like I think it's like NAIA colleges use it for what for their real games. <laughs> so, nice. It's not exactly the uh, that one has that has a learning curve too, mm. but uh, I think I'm starting to get a hang of it. Um, now you can find this game, uh, the this Canadian football pro football simulation board game we're talking about at play.com. It's the word play with two A's. Yeah, so it's P-L-A-A-Y dot com. Um, they cut. How, have they introduced anything recently? Because we last talked to um, the owner of Play about a year and a half ago. And at that point, they had a good 18, 19, 20 sports uh, represented in these games. Have they introduced anything new lately? The only thing that's been that I remember coming out lately is an express version of Cold Snap where – Instead of having every single play be determined by three or four or two or three dice rolls or one or two, depending on what results you get, uh, you can have like a, a series of plays, like a minute's worth of plays all determined in one roll, whether you get the first down and move up a zone or not. Instead of, hey, run running play for three yards at second and seven, hey, it's did you get the first down? Yes. Did you get the first down? No. Okay, punt. There's three minutes for you in three rolls instead of, uh, you know, 15, 20. <laughs> right, okay. So one way to alleviate that itch for CFL football and sports in general is to play the cold snap football uh, board game, tabletop game. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys, because I haven't spoken, Greg, 
ever, and Joe in a long, long time. Greg, uh, how are you occupying all of the time you would normally spend on sports? Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> Been working actually a lot of extra hours on 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 on, on, on work stuff, uh-huh. um, but uh, between net between Netflix, Prime, uh, my PlayStation Four, okay, um, and doing stuff around the house, I've I've managed to occupy myself pretty well. Oh, okay, great. Uh, hey, great. While we're on the subject, then hit me up. What, what's a what's a good Netflix recommendation? What's something good you've streamed uh, lately? Uh, well, not Netflix, but Prime. It's okay. Tales from the Loop. Oh, okay. All right. Good, good, good. Okay, Joe, uh, same questions for you. I understand that you're able to spend much more time with your son, uh, which is a plus. But um, how have you been coping? Well, I have a two-year-old, so that means that most of my time is spoken for to begin That's with. That's fantastic. Uh, also just trying to get some yard work done in, at the new house. So right. getting used to that yard instead of the one I've been dealing with for a decade. Um, and then if I'm going to be making any sort of recommendation on prime, well, I mean, this is a Canadian football podcast, so let me recommend a Canadian show that most okay. of you should probably go. be aware of. These are always good. But in case you're not, uh, Quarter Gas is on there, all six seasons, the movie and the animated series. Go type that in, go sit down on your Amazon Prime account and watch and enjoy. Holy hell, there's an animated series for that now? Yep, two seasons wow. so far. <laughs> That's incredible. That really is a phenomenon, that show. Um, you want to recommend Kim's Convenience again? <laughs> yeah, that's that. That one's yours if you want it. Uh, yeah, sure, but I have to be honest. I mean, I'm boring. I'm lame. What I do is well, I watch a lot of movies. Um, these, of course, as always, not so much TV. But if I'm watching TV, you know, I'm just watching Star Trek for the two hundredth time. I'm boring in that respect. I mean, and the only things I've been watching recently that's new are, of course, you know, the Michael Jordan uh, documentary. I watched that, and I watched. Uh, <laughs> I actually got through the entire season of Space Force on Netflix. I was surprised at how trashed it got in the reviews. I was surprised about that because it wasn't that bad compared to a lot of stuff on TV. Uh, it wasn't good, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Steve Carell is always worth watching, right? I don't know. Good special effects too. Good special effects, and John Malkovich is in that. Don't know if I can really recommend it, but like a lot of people, you're probably getting real low on the viewing list. So if you like Steve Carell, and who doesn't like Steve Carell, it's worth a look. Well, let's get out of here for this week then. Don't know when we might be doing the Rouge, White, and Blue. I fear that we might be doing this again in a couple of weeks when Commissioner Randy Ambrosi uh, admits that we're not playing football this season in Canada. Greg, how would you like to leave the show? Good luck to your stallions, by the way, against those pesky gold miners. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I got, I got nothing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I got nothing, nothing to say. Okay, Joe, you're a professional. What do you got for us? Close it out for us. I'm a professional what? <laughs> I have declared you a professional Joe. You're a professional Joe, Joe. Oh well, I'm good at that. Uh, I would just say uh, keep sticking around. We're having a we're having more fun than we should with the uh, board game thing. Uh, if you're interested in history and how teams might have 
fared in a what-if scenario that's uh, completely random and off the wall, uh, just come enjoy uh, enjoy some of your uh, CFL or CF Podcast Network uh, people uh, play one out for you. More than that, more than a, a, a fantasy scenario or a what-if scenario, it's a GOAT scenario. I love it. We got some all-time classic CFL teams in this league, and it's right up my alley. Um, I almost hate to say I hope that there's a second season really soon, and maybe I'll get in on it, because that would mean that, you know, again, we're probably still sitting around waiting for some sports to come on the tube. Let's hope not. There's always next winter. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yep. The ultimate in optimism. Thank you, guys. I really need this stuff, man. I'm on the ledge. I've been on the ledge for a month now about the CFL. In any case, thanks very much to our guest, Greg, for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you very much for inviting me. <laughs> and for my co-host, Joe Pritchard, I'm Oz Davis, and this has been the Roos White and Blue CFL Podcast. Stay healthy, everybody. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed.